You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey, I'm Aaron Weinbaum, and welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast. Today, I have one I am very excited about. Uh, you have seen him in the news a lot lately because of a recent scandal in the UFC. I will be talking to John Jones today. That's right. John Jones. So hang on. What's going to seem like a few minutes for me will be instant to you. All right, everyone. I am back and welcome I have John Jones, but not the John Jones you may think of. I'm here with a far more interesting version, not the UFC juice to the gills version. How are you? <laughs> uh, not juice to the gills, but quite flattered <laughs> with that introduction. Thank you. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> well, uh, I have a confession. I, I know I just started following you on this account, but I've actually known about you for quite some time since a few years back because I have a an MMA account as well. So uh, oh. it's a Dana White parody account. And uh, I, I'd seen people, you know, post your tweets from time to time. I thought it was hysterical. I thought you were a really good sport about it because Thanks, you own one of the most famous names in mixed martial arts. But uh, I imagine I, I have some questions for you. So, yeah, man, shoot. <laughs> you know, this has been going on for quite some time now, but I, I want to know what it was like for you the first time this happened when you when you started getting all these hateful tweets at you. How did you how did that feel? Well, at first it was only a few every now and then. This is back in like 2010 or 2011, and he hadn't really hit it big yet. So like every couple of weeks I get something saying like, hey, champ, you can do it. I hope that other guy <laughs> dies in the ring with you or like you loser. I hope you get beaten to death. So eventually I realized why these were happening. <laughs> and yeah. um, I, I thought like, oh, you know, that's funny. Every few weeks some like silly misdirected little person will uh, you know, come to my uh, come to my door and I always politely redirect them. Occasionally I'd mess with them, just yeah. acting scared and befuddled, depending on how vile and terrible it was. But for the most part, it's like, okay, you, you know, you get a misdressed envelope for the pre previous tenant in a place you moved in. You, you know, you sign, return a sender and move on. Then UFC 151 happened and that became impossible. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, uh, what were the events leading up to that one? I can't remember. So that's when... Um, so the, the entirety of my knowledge about the sport comes right. from people yelling at me. Right. So uh, I think what was happening, according to uh, to screaming lore, uh, Bones was set to face uh, Henderson. Yes. And four days before the fight, Henderson had some sort of leg injury and right. had to back out. And the only person willing to fight Bones was Chel Sonnen. Right. I remember and this. Bones said, nah. <laughs> and so they canceled the entire pay-per-view and – Oh, death threats of plenty. Like me, my family, my wife that hadn't even married yet. Like, oh, wow. you know, I need to die. I'm a loser. Just everything. Because, I mean, these people paid. They uh, like paid for the tickets to the event, paid for hotel, paid for airfare, paid for everything. And to them, I, it, well, according to what they screamed at me, uh, they were upset. <laughs> right. And uh, they, they expressed it in many, many creative ways. Wow. I can't imagine what that's like. So, you know, I, I'm kind of numb to social media now, but, you know, I just used to use it for the news and, you know, I'd follow people that were interesting to me. And then I started tweeting a little bit and then I'd have people just coming at me and it really bothered me at first. I mean, I, I, I took it personally. 
And then I realized, hang on a minute. They have 20 followers. Nobody can hear them unless I respond to them. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are unless, unless I give credit to them. And, uh, and, it, and now it doesn't bother me. I, I get attacked. It doesn't matter from the left, from the right. If I make a joke, people threaten me. People say I'm worthless. In my, in my, uh, description, it says, you know, I have six kids. I'm a terrible father based on a tweet. And <laughs> it's it just crazy, crazy to me. So I can't imagine just all of a sudden all these people coming at you. Did you feel a little scared and threatened at first? Never genuinely scared or threatened. Um, it, it was always – all the insults were so specific. It's like not the kind of scenario I could even imagine myself getting into. Like, right. yeah, you're going to get beaten to death in a cage. Like I would ever be within a 1,000 miles of a ring <laughs> like in, in a combat-type situation. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll kick your butt in space. Yeah. Uh, it's impossible to even imagine that happening, so – it's hard to take any of it particularly seriously. I, I More than anything, it's just people spinning their wheels and just getting foul and spinning energy on the <laughs> something so dumb. Oh yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I think your favorite tweet of mine was uh, I think it was the last time he got in trouble. I, I, and this is when I just kind of noticed you coming on and really getting interactive with these with these people. But I, I think this was either the cocaine thing or when he pulled out a UFC 100. Or 200, rather. But you said, don't be a judgy panda or something like that. And I just remember looking at that. I mean, See, I told you, I've been following you a long time, man. I, I just remember looking at that. I'm like, oh, this is it, man. This is where he's hitting his stride. This is where he's having fun. And you were just – and then you just started answering everybody. And it was it was funny, man. And so kudos to you for really just capitalizing on something and, and you know, doing well with it. Thanks, man. It's, it's a stress relief. Uh, it's – it's unconnected from like any other part of my life. And so, I mean, I love my job, love my career, but you know, everybody has like a stressful day or whatever. Yeah. And because I never, I have absolutely no control over when this starts or stops. Uh, it's like this, it's like the circus shows up at my, at my house occasionally, or they show up at the wrong house, but I do like <laughs> to correct them. So I just play clown for a couple of days and it's, it's so much fun. I just get to be purely silly. Yeah. And, and people don't really expect anything of me. Oh, and yeah. I'm because everything I do is just like, I mean, it's just being goofy or just trying to defuse someone that's really, really mad. If I can get someone going to the point where like, like I'm going to strangle you with a phone cord to <laughs> I'm yelling at this random person. What am I doing? If we can get to the point where we can laugh together about it, like that's when I feel like I've won. Well, I knew that John was in trouble again. The other John, the MMA John, because – I saw your tweet first and it was either someone thinks my cat puking is funny or John Jones, John Bones Jones gone fucked up again or something like that. That's yeah, that one. That one went pretty far. Oh man. And then uh, that, that's when I hit Google. I'm like, Oh no, what do you do now? What do you do now? After like one of the most incredible fights I'd ever seen, you know? So now let's talk about your real life. So you're not an MMA fighter. Let's make that clear. Correct. That that is correct. Okay. Um, there's a video of me going through my one and only MMA lesson that's awesome. on YouTube, but um, that that's the only reason that I would ever otherwise be mistaken for that. Now, was this an <laughs> MMA lesson somebody had offered you because of your newfound fame, or yes, awesome, because <laughs> awesome. of the UFC 151 thing. A, fr a friend of mine in video games uh, where I work, uh, he went to um, uh, Cooper MMA in Austin, okay. and he said. Hey, Hey, I, I talked to you know the guy that runs the place. He'd love to have you in, give you a free lesson. He thinks it's hilarious. Just come on in. They didn't tell me they're going to film it. Oh <laughs> no! Awesome. So, 
a buddy of mine filmed it. Another one put the Rocky music to it. And um, <laughs> now, now that's on the internet. Just it's me punching things while fat. Oh, <laughs> that's great, man. I, I, I love this, man. Um, so now what do you do in real life? So I'm a video game developer awesome. or rather I, I work uh, with the video game industry. I recently um, switched careers sort of. Um, so I started out as an artist for video games, then became a, uh, like an art, uh, art manager and producer. And, uh, I specialize in building and running art teams. Wow. Um, one of the recent games I worked on was, uh, just cause three for, uh, the Xbox three, uh, sorry, the Xbox one right. PS4 and the PC. And, uh, now I work for a company where basically I help project managers use tools to make sure that their games and VR projects are coming out on time, making sure people are getting paid correctly, minimizing the chances of people getting laid off after a project is over, which is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, I just help creatives make things more efficiently. And it's, it's pretty awesome. That is awesome. That, and that, you know, my son wants to do this for a living. Like he's now 15. Like he's talked about this before and, he, nice. and they have, you know, I have, Okay, I have five boys and four of them are video game uh, playing age and they play Just Cause 3, you know, and. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So they're going to be super jealous when, when I tell them I talk to you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I used to tell my son, I go, I go, bud, you're not going to be a video game developer. There's no money in that. And now it's, there is, you know. And oh, yeah. It's, it's a crazy, crazy industry. There's so many platforms, or, you know. So, you know, more power to him. If he wants to do that, what advice would you give him? Like, uh, what would, what should he study in college? He's now 15. Well, um, what I'd recommend is, is pick up either the Unreal Engine or the Unity Engine, both of which are free. Okay. Almost all, almost all video games are built off of one of those two. Wow. I used to work for the company that made the Unreal Engine, where when people asked me where I worked, I'd ask them if they've ever seen a commercial for a video game. I'll say they used my, they, they used the Unreal Engine technology. Like the like the Call of Duty games, um, the Bioshock games. Like if if it's a big AAA thing, they use that. So they're free to download, free to use. They have free tutorials, huge communities. So and you can actually have your own game up and running. Uh, like you're like you're shooting at a thing and it dies. So you can jump yeah. around in minutes. Like I've been working. Um, so I've been working toward getting in games since I was 12, and I've been professional since I was 16. Wow, it's literally never been easier. Um, avoid art institutes. Well, actually, it's funny you ask me that because my entire blog uh, is about game development and artists and game developers wanting to break into the industry. And um, yeah, avoid art institutes. Uh, there are some good schools, but honestly, you can learn everything yourself if you just devote the time to it and really dig into a community and surround yourself with people that want the same thing. So that like if you're feeling discouraged or you're really stuck on something, you have a buddy that'll help you out, get you out of a funk or give you the tip that you need to yeah. keep going. Or you can just like collaborate them with them and get together. It's how you build communities and interest. And that's what keeps you sticking with something that can be kind of tough. I mean, if you're going at it alone. So, yeah, yeah just download those free things, work hard, uh, join online forums and just push, make friends, have fun. Please, Remember, it's please, a fun uh, thing. Yeah. Set, please send me those links, by the way, to your blog and yeah. everything else. I'm sure there's people that are going to be super interested in that. This is going to be the best show description ever because I'm going to say I'm talking with John Jones about the UFC drug use and game development. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, what the, what the hell's going on here? But, uh, this is eclectic. This, this is, this is, this is not what I was expecting. It, it, it's, it, you know, I got to have some fun with this, man. All right. So nice. something you've done recently, which, uh, I've done as well because I like getting the, the hate messages for whatever it is I do or say that makes no sense. You have opened your direct messages on Twitter 
and you have been saving some of your favorites on your Tumblr account or on a yes. Tumblr account, uh huh. Would you like to share some of those? Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I I end up having to um reclose the t- oh, no. the uh, open DMs just because it got to be even more of a cesspool than usual. Oh wow. But um, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's there's one person in particular. Uh, <laughs> how how spicy can I get? There's there's Go things that I think are funny, and there are things that are printable. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I I'll just mark this thing explicit, and we can do whatever you want, man. Excellent. So this guy was trying to buy my handle off of me, and uh, so I decided, okay, I know that you're in, like you're in on the joke, so yeah. I'm going to be extra weird. So I told him <laughs> the uh, the only currency I'll accept is uh, <laughs> I said, well, thank you, but no. There's no way you'd be able to get that many fresh foreskins in time. Oh, wow. That would be $5,000. So I asked, what was the dollar to foreskin conversion rate at today's market close? <laughs> then, huh. Then I said, the, the price for at John Jones is a standard hefty leaf bag filled to the top with freshly circumcised male foreskins. Many have tried. All have failed. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even know where to come up. That's great, man. I just love that you're running with this. All right, man. What else you got? Hit me. <laughs> um, my so this is actually the the best tweet I have I've ever made. I think it's a I think it's a two hundred tweet shy of thirty thousand retweets. Um, this guy tweeted me, DM me. You're you're a waste of space on the UFC roster. Ruined <laughs> DC legacy. You cheating pussy. <laughs> so I replied, Well, I would be genuinely surprised if the UFC has ever had any space for me on their roster. He said, go fuck yourself, buddy. You lost me fucking $50 because you juicing <laughs> fuck. Your whole career is a cheat. I said, what does my morning ginger and beet juice cleanse have to do with you losing money? I'm totally lost here. Then he replies, oh, shit, you're just a white dude. My bad. I saw that one. That was hilarious. <laughs> and th- that was the DM one, right? Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Oh, man, that was hilarious. And then there was another one I- that was funny, too. Um Oh, I can't remember. It was about the Benadryl. <laughs> oh yeah, whenever whenever anybody um, uh, complains about my drug use or criticizes me for it, I say like, "Hey, you try dealing with cedar and pollen without <laughs> without chemical assistance, man. That's this it. is for my life, my breathing. That's just Benadryl one. for life, yo." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I could read these all day. What, what else you got, man? I, this is hilarious to me. Um, let's see. This one guy just went. He he didn't reply to me, but he just went on this long thing. Yeah. Damn man, I cannot believe you, you bastard. I supported you, and then this wow, just wow, you faggot. Why would you cheat after (laughs) all that has happened? The spelling of this is atrocious. Oh yeah. I just can't believe you. So that's why you want to fight Brock Lesnar because you're also on steroids. You're the wrong. You're a bitch. No wonder you're (laughs) wrong. You're that big. DC trained hard for this fight with blood, sweat, and tears, and you are putting needles in your ass. You could have become someone great, but now, hell no. So, I, so my response to him was correcting all the spelling and grammar and putting it in a in a way that made more sense back to him. Awesome. I didn't hear it back. Oh, that's strange. Now, <laughs> isn't there also uh, – I, I saw an exchange you had with another gentleman whose name was Daniel Cormier. Oh, Daniel. He's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like he and I have um, – he and I were actually uh, tagged into the same tweet together, uh, <laughs> and he didn't know really what was going on. But eventually, we ended up uh, becoming friends over That's this. Hilarious. He also works in tech. He we follow a lot of the same non MMA people, and 
if we had met literally any other way, we probably would have been friends anyway. That's awesome. But it just happens we met through these tweets, and I got to meet him in person a yeah. few months ago. He's been up to New York City. Like he and I chat about every week uh, via DMs. And whenever Bones and DC are really getting into it, it's like you know writing dirty words on their faces or like <laughs> pretending to punch each other on stage. Like that, Dan, Daniel and I just wordlessly we have this agreement that we just start talking to each other about our cats. Just like, hey, like, how are your cats' fuzzy little tummies doing today? How are their oh, little tootsie wootsies? Just like the the most, the least, the most goofy, least manly, most like emasculating, self-deprecating things we can think of. We just try to chain that up as much as possible in parallel with that. Because, my God, how can you take how can you take it so seriously? <laughs> no, you know what? And I said the biggest problem with this. I don't know. Have you ever heard of the Four Agreements before? So I'm not. Okay. So it's just basically, I have it posted on my desk. There, there's four different things you can do. Uh, you know, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions and always do your best. And the one I always had trouble with was don't take anything personally because it's yep. always people projecting on you. But you know, I'm 43 years old. I'm just now not taking anything personally anymore. But you know, just the fact that you are just taking this and running, you've obviously, you've learned that lesson. Oh yeah, it's I mean, nobody. Nobody really means me, and I mean, occasionally some people get really nasty directly at me. But I, I found that the the funniest way to deflect people like that yeah. is either start talking about tacos or cats, or respond <laughs> to what they're really saying, but or what they what they really say, but don't understand that they mean. Yeah. Oh, your real life tweets crack me up too, like the pillow fort you were building, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Hey, man, I do that kind of stuff. I don't put it on Twitter. That's cool." <laughs> Thank you. Like I, well, honestly, um, uh, up until uh, up until Jones got popped a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, my tweet my uh, tweets had just been getting kind of like more and more political, less techie, yeah. and then it just totally reset. Yeah, and I gained. So I got, I think, 40 million impressions on my Twitter account in seven days and 8,000 new followers, which more than doubled my existing yep. follower account. So like my, the demographics of my Twitter literally changed overnight, and it's just been kind of taken over something completely different. So now I decided, you know, there's enough politics crap out there, and this is a fun stress release thing for me. Yeah. Let's Instead of doing it two or three times a year, what if I just have it be it's a silly personal account where I can just – talk about my cats or tacos or just what video games I'm playing and occasionally, you know, just banter or whatever. God bless Johnny Bones Jones, you know. <laughs> He's given me so many opportunities. <laughs> oh, I bet, man. So now you've been uh, you've been verified on Twitter since the last, uh, I think, hoorah or run around. And I think probably people, you get a bad rap for that, thinking it was because of this whole situation. But you were ver- verified on Twitter because you're an author, right? And, and, and some other things. And you want you want to tell us a little bit about your book? Sure, thank you. Um, so yeah, I got verified uh, earlier this January, and, okay. and it's actually it, it's tricky to get a verification mark. It I is. was genuinely scared that uh, they wouldn't give it to me because they thought that I would be capitalizing on the bones thing. Yeah, I I hid that as much as I could. Yeah, because uh, I thought it would torpedo me. But um, apparently, getting uh, you know having my book on Amazon did it. So cool. I wrote a book called so, <laughs> Drastic Tonal Shift. Uh, I, I wrote a book called How I Escaped Evangelical Hell, a memoir. And it's, uh, it's the story of my life and how I was raised by radical evangelical Christians and homeschooled in a pretty abusive environment. And my pursuit of a career in the video game industry helped me grow and learn and escape that life and start a new one where I'm happy and fulfilled and successful. 
it's it's a tough it's a tough read, but it's it's actually funny yeah. and it has a lot of my humor and dark humor in it. And um, I just released it on uh, Kindle last month, and I'm awesome. I'm really proud of it. Congratulations! Make sure you send me that link as well. You know that's Thank a hot you. topic right now. Uh, you know, between, you know, that kind of stuff, the Scientology thing, you know, Leah Remini yes. or whatever is making a, you know, making her claim with that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, like the, the work, the work that she's done is absolutely amazing. And all the, all like all the religious culty stuff has, there are common threads between all of them and degrees of insanity. Like I'd say, I'd say by and large, most, like most people like in, like in religions are just like completely normal, not batshit crazy people. Right. But then there's like the the tiny little lunatic fringe that make every that make all the rest of them look bad by comparison. And um, yeah, there's there's so many parallels in that. And the Scientology stuff has been amazing to see. There's a documentary on Netflix I uh, I enjoyed called Holy Hell about a religious spiritual leader in California in the 70s and 80s and how his followers went with him to Austin. And uh, while, uh, while he's being pursued by the FBI, uh, true story, really, really strange. It's it's it, interesting subject matter, and I've been really encouraged to see more and more people being willing to talk about it. Especially, I mean, I uh, this is literally as far as I'll go into politics, but like lots more, you know, evangelical leaders lining up behind Trump, who I feel ways about, and trying to get like their message out there and their worldview out there. Yeah, that's the one I was raised with. So when I see them happening doing that i'm like no you need to know like where like the dark parts of this yeah so that's kind of my there's attempt. always something to both sides and everyone you know people get bad raps on, on both ends really but oh, totally huh and uh, totally oh, and, yeah. and, li- and likewise um when a few people like when they find out that i wrote that book uh entitled it that way they just assume i'm oh you're just a, a neckbeard atheist that hates his mommy and daddy yeah. and hates god and Probably, you know, worship like worship Satan all hardcore, you know, go around throwing eggs at Christians like people like that exist. I know. But no, it's like yeah. they're 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 ways to learn from everybody and have a reasonable landing point on how you live and act and choose to behave toward others. Well, trust me, I'm from Missouri, you know, the home of the Westboro Church, which I am, you know, so oh, proud, yeah. you know, to be, you know, in the same state as them. And yeah, we, we it, I can't think of anyone I know that supports them. They are the absolute biggest whack jobs ever but you know i'm like a bipartisan punster i guess so i'll make a joke and i'll be like yeah you know that's right you know forget hillary and you know and i'll make a joke about bernie going to college or something like that and you know you get your free school went away and then i'm like oh you're just a jerk trump supporter and you know it's just weird I, i i don't ever profess my political whatever on this podcast or on twitter you know, because I like to leave the mystery there and I like it when the people come after me. I just, my last podcast was a 10 minute mean tweet thing because of, I made a terrible Trump joke, I guess, you know, it was Trump. Oh yeah. It was Trump back to school tips. And I, all I said was, <laughs> and this was hosted by the Huff uh, post game or Huff post comedy. Rather. All I said was I'm building a playground. You're paying for it. And I could not, I, this is the most <laughs> hated tweet. And people were accusing me. Of sliding the flood, like where did I say anything about the flood? You well, know, it, it was yeah. crazy. like how dare you? You know, the president is in wherever in the flood, and you know you should be tweeting things about the flood. You know, and, and relief. I'm like, okay, send me your tweets, and then somebody texts me back. No, I'm I'm not doing that. You look it up yourself. I'm like, okay, you know. And then it ended up I got a ton of DMs with with links about the Red Cross, and then I I retweeted every one of them. You know, and so oh, that's good. 
Yeah, but I mean, people have nothing better to do. You know, it's the same they're thing. Lo- they're looking to borrow trouble. They are, and I mean, and the like the bigger the target, the more like the more they want to. I want to just like jump in on that, and I mean you. Like I'm, I'm certain you get a lot more exposure. Than I do on a regular basis. Like I'm, I'm like a two time, three time a year thing at yeah. most for like two or three days. But even then, I see the people that just want to be angry about something oh, yeah. or just want to be a dick just to get you to amplify them. And it, I, I believe, like, like in all seriousness, respect is attention. Yep. And attention is respect. And the more you feed that, the more you know, other people can feed off of that. And you know, you can choose to amplify what you do or don't want to do. People, and uh, Go Something ahead. I was actually deeply concerned about really early on with all this stuff was um, I was afraid that some kind of like a, a racial elements were going to come into mm-hmm. the stuff that I got on behalf of Johnny Bones. And to my tremendous surprise, out of literally tens of thousands of these things happening, it's only come up, I think, four or five times ever. And wow. I report, block, I've uh, gotten a couple accounts suspended. But it is vanishingly rare. It's almost literally just about, you know, his per, like his personal actions behavior and the way that he acts yeah. rather than you know uh, like rather than his you know skin color or background or anything and i found that oddly encouraging despite yeah. the fact that they're still wanting him dead just for purer yeah. reasons i guess <laughs> well you know what i i am a fan of mma so i felt genuinely robbed too i'm like man uh you know so i understand where that's coming from i haven't tweeted at him you know well the, the funny thing is and with you and me you know, okay, I'm verified on Twitter. You're verified on tw- on Twitter. We're we're really two regular dudes, you know. And so when we respond to people, people get shocked. You know, they they don't expect a response a lot of the times. You know. Oh, absolutely. Like honestly, I mean, I'm I love getting verified because I mean, you know, it's like a it's a friggin' Twitter superpower. It is. But <laughs> but at the same time, that makes people delete tweets so much faster. Yep. Like I have to be so fast. That's why everything on my Tumblr. Uh, so I have like five years worth of tweets. It's not that's not even everything. Yeah. Um, I have to screenshot within seconds. Otherwise, people delete it because yep. they're like a verified checkmark responded to me. Oh, I looked dumb. Delete. Yep. So so I have everything like tie like timed and queued. I have to like write the tweet quickly, tab over it, and screenshot before it goes away. And I'm not always fast enough. Nope. Because they see that checkmark when they're acting acting foolish. Ah, man, I wish people wouldn't delete tweets anymore because we could have fun. I know. Like you. You called me a yeast infection. Can't we bond over that? <laughs> Why can't we be friends, man? This is cool. No, I agree, like, man. Tell, tell me about your cats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and a lot of Twitter is how quick you are at doing stuff, like how quick you respond to a trending topic, how quick, like yes. you said, to screenshot something. Like I get credit for a lot of trending topics I have nothing to do with just because I'm one of the first ones to respond. You know what I mean? Nice. And uh, I'll retweet them every once in a while, but I have nothing to do with them. At all. It, it somebody else came up with it or, you know, it's been in the news for a while, but I'm like, it, you know, the other thing with Twitter is too, it's just like anything, even the stupid ones, go ahead and put them out there. Cause you never know, man. Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it's something is it just be so damn fun. Like I, um, so one of the guys I, I met out of all this, uh, tweet out something actually, I'm going to, uh, you might've seen this. It's about okay. the, um, the reporter in Houston getting the handshake perfectly right. Uh, it's like a white reporter, and um, it's like a uh, like a black guy that he's talking to, but he does like the handshake. He does a completely like <laughs> white guy moron his way out of it. Yeah. Oh my god, I got I got to link it to you, but it's okay. so this buddy of mine that I've known for like known for years through UFC stuff. He tweeted that and it's it's gotten like over a hundred thousand retweets. It just completely broke his Twitter. Oh wow! Like it 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 it, it, it the way he uh, the way he phrased this just absolutely kills me. Uh, I would 
love if you uh, like link it on the show. Just sure. It's such a solid line. Sure, sure. And it's harder to find than I thought. I'll just bet. Well, let's just keep talking on messages. That's fine, man. That's no problem, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, we were talking about this. I think somewhere in between this, my uh, parody account that I've had for years got suspended. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that. So, oh, that sucks. Uh, uh, yeah. I. I don't know. I, I don't know if someone reported me or there's something wrong with my computer. Well, I will check that out. But it is uh, – um, oh, I just got your message. Cool. It is Dana Unleashed if, you, if you're ever interested. Uh, basically – Oh, of course. Dude. Yeah. I didn't know it was you. <laughs> yeah, man. I sent you a message. Uh, oh, God. That's right. I, sorry. My, my no, I brain fried. Dude, I, don't worry about it. Yeah, so that is me or was me. I guess it may be gone. And that's fine. Uh-huh. It, it's been a good ride, but I will actually be at the UFC in Pittsburgh, so I'll harass Dana White if I see him. And then, uh-huh. uh, nice. well, I knew he's been aware of me for a while because uh, another friend of mine, Adam Hunter, who does the MMA roasted uh, oh, yeah. deal, like he, I, he read one of Adam's jokes on the Joe Rogan podcast, and it just happened to be right below like one of mine that he retweeted. So I know he knows who I am. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what joke I made all of a sudden that gets the UFC to report me. So this is all going to be very interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see what's up with that if that, that if that's a true thing. But yeah, so that account is like that's my favorite thing to do as well because it's not connected to me whatsoever. I just blast people all day long and they love it. Like people follow me, and my my thing is, um. When they follow me, they each get their own thank you. So it's always thanks for following. And then it's something about their Twitter account, like concentrate on the road instead of taking terrible selfies or, <laughs> you know, multiply your vine loops by six. And that's how much of your life you've wasted, how many seconds of your life you've wasted and stuff like that. And so that, that's been famous. <laughs> that's that, a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like I see these Twitter accounts that they still have their vine loops on there, you know, 16 million vine loops. I'm like, dude. Dude, you yeah, know. like uh, hide it. I mean, there's, I mean, shame is a tool. It, yeah. it, it can, <laughs> it's just who applies it and where and when. Yeah. Like, the, like every single dr- uh, clothing decision I ever made before the age of 18, shame, gone, <laughs> photos burned. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, shame has its purpose. <laughs> well, I, I will tell you this. Uh, we were talking about the video, ga- video game development. You know, there wasn't a whole lot when I was a kid. You know, there was like the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo. And then I just kind of, I grew away from that, unfortunately. But I wanted to do that too. And I thought, man, I can do that. I can test video games. And, you know, just every little kid says that, you know, and, and I wouldn't have to do anything else. And, uh, then I saw a far side cartoon that made a joke about it and I was crushed. I was like, oh, I guess it's not a real thing. My dad's right. And, uh, you know, I wish I would have stuck with that sort of thing, you know. And it, I love what I do now and I love my life and everything else. But, you know, kids now have way more research and availability to, you know, to see if whatever it is they want to do for a living is viable and how to do it. And, you know, people, oh, totally. people blog, people put YouTube videos out on, on you know, and it's great. I, I love, you know, I love my kids have access to that as long as they're not looking at donkey porn or something, you know. Exactly. That's, I mean, like YouTube has moved all that over to donkey tube at this point. And, yep. You know, you can just uh, add a firewall exception for it. <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I started out like early on, like I, you know, I'd follow tutorials. I would do tutorials and doing tutorials and teaching people things that no one else knew how to do is a way to get your, yourself uh, like a name. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the better you are using those tools, the more likely as you get hired and your friends hire you and so on and so on from there. But it was, I mean, it was like the wild west back then. Yeah. I, um, I do, uh, I have a, a friend of mine has a podcast that I'm on frequently 
haven't done it in quite a while, but it's called uh, the Crunch Cast, yeah. where we have like 200 hours worth of like personal development stuff for people wanting to break into the video game industry, especially if you're an artist. So it's like me and my best friend of like 20ish years who got me into games in the first place, just on a podcast, just answering people's questions, goofing around, uh, talking MMA. He's talking MMA sometimes. I'm yeah. like, yeah, um, but it's yeah, it's really never been more feasible as a career that it is right now. Like so many training programs and learning resources. Uh, it's, it's staggering I, in a way. I'm a little jealous cause it was, cause when I, when I was coming up, it was hard as hell. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, I've created such a, a, a satisfying, fulfilling, fun career out of it. I've made lifelong friends. Like my, I got married a few months ago and I got to be surrounded by so many of them. Thank you. And, uh, it, game development really, truly changed my life, and it makes me happy to know that there are opportunities like that in more avenues for it to help people like me. And that, that, that's that's why I wrote my book, and that's why I wrote all the art, like professional development articles on my blog and everything for anyone that. I mean, if you can find like one piece of useful advice in anything that, I, that I've written, then it justifies all of it. Everyone deserves. Everyone deserves to be happy. You should podcast, man. I mean, I, th- I think you'd be all right at it for sure. I mean, you seems like you have a lot to talk about and. You know, it seems like you have the equipment. So, thanks, man. I'm, I'm a, I'm a chatty bitch. I should, I should get back at it. I need to, I need to call my buddy. <laughs> there you go. You just got a name for it, chatty bitch back. with John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee that's go. not not taken. You know, <laughs> welcome to chatty bitch. I'm John Jones, not that John Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of the common phrases uh, I I see. Uh, like you know, I always check. I have like a Google alert for my name, just to in case something happens and people don't <laughs> warn me about it in advance. But so, I mean, most of the like the most frequent thing I see is John Jones, not that John Jones, awesome. or oh that John Jones. <laughs> it's like uh, the plane is much fun as I've had with this. As much of my own, you know, sense of humor and stuff I put on it. The entire thing literally encompasses me not being someone. Yep, and I will be better known for not being someone else than literally anything I will ever do professionally, which I is more it's when I say it, it sounds sad. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's funny. I've made my peace with it. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, that's why I tell people about, you know, my co- like ridiculous amount of uh, tacos that I consume and how much I love my cats. Awesome. <laughs> well, Hey man, it's good. It's good this, life. this has been a blast. I told you I keep you around 40 minutes and we're, we're right about there. And I'd love to have you on again sometime, you know? Yeah, dude, seriously, ain't, like, anytime, tag okay. me in. I enjoy this. Cool, cool, me too. And uh, I guess I'll let you know if my account's suspended or not. Duh, what a sad, sad day. I'm trying to mask I, my emotion. I know. Oh, I, ho- I hope you get that back. Just, <laughs> I mean, if, like, I, I don't know, like, who you do talk to about it, but if you can find any cachet by saying, like, yeah. hey, John Jones said you should get my account yes! back. Yes. Don't be specific, but use it. I, I will, <laughs> you know. And I guess the sad thing is I didn't ever call it out as a parody account. I just said only a goofball would have a parody account. So maybe that's not specific enough. So I guess I'll have to change that if I get it back. So that's so hair splitty. Oh, oh I hope they get it back to you. Yeah. You're man. Jim. I I remember you from that. I I like your stuff. You're funny. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. So, uh, hey, bud, it's been a pleasure. Uh, if you ever launch a nice. podcast, let me know. If you ever need help launching a podcast, let me know. I run a podcasting made simple Facebook group. So, oh, cool. Actually, yep. I may hit you up on that. Awesome. Thanks, man. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time for me and having me on. All right, man. You too. Uh, send me those links. Is there any anything uh, you want to direct people toward, like your Twitter or website? Um, I, uh, 
Actually, the Wrong John Jones Tumblr. Uh, okay. Wrongjohnjones.tumblr.com is where I collect all like all the stuff. Yeah. And um, and I always try to plug uh, ASPCA, Re- Rescue Don't Buy. There's so many wonderful little animals out there, uh, and when and they will pick you. You'll know. Awesome. Like, Adopt Don't Buy. All right. Great cause, and send me those links, man. Uh, good talking right. to you. Likewise. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Awesome. How fun was that? Uh, I am sure this is somebody I'll be talking to again in the future for sure. It's uh, been fun. And for those of you wondering, my Dana Unleashed uh, account is not suspended, so you can follow me there. You can follow him at John Jones, J-O-N-J-O-N-E-S. And of course, my actual account at Aaron says what one. Until next time, shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app lets you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple podcasts, no extra charge. Have a YouTube channel? Spreaker has that covered. Effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcasts to Spreaker without losing your current iTunes subscribers. Try any plan for free for 30 days using promo code ASW.